0: So many toys to play with, and they're just coming out with all these things to do, and I'm like an adult with money, which is bad. This is really yep. bad. Uh-huh. To be an adult with money to spend, and then they're like, Oh, we're just gonna release this Lego, we're gonna release that logo. Here's Ooh. all this. By the way, here's all the Mandalorian merch. Uh-huh. That's okay, I didn't want money anyway. Welcome everyone to Excitement Incorporated. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. This is the Nerd Centric Podcast, where we talk about TV and movies and video games in that order, uh, generally. You can catch us on all the social medias, and then you can go over to When Daniel Met Rich, which is our topical comedy podcast. That's the NSFW one. Not that this one doesn't get NSFW, so don't worry. We will not give you blue balls in the NSFW department this episode, um, because, well, we have things that we really desperately need to talk about right rich right rich indeed Indeed. the most indeed should we full schmelz first Um, that's up
1: to you this is your
0: show buddy i know but it sounds like you have so much to share i have something that's been sitting in a box that i have been waiting this entire time to just
1: open
2: because it's this
0: you know what i mean no, 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 go. but I'm a, I'm a masochist, and I want to I wanna let you go first. For everyone who doesn't oh. know, Full Schmelz, it was derived a little over a year ago when Rich was taken to the Lego store by his wife. Wife Eight says, sets. oh, you like that Lego? Why don't you get that one? He says, okay, what about this one? She says, okay. And then all of a sudden, he's walking out of the door with 700 dollars worth of Legos. Eight fucking sets.
1: Eight, Eight sets. sets of Lego.
0: And that is what we call the full schmelts. I went full schmelts with my Overwatch Legos,
1: which are... I just got so excited I dumped water all over myself while taking a drink.
0: That's okay. It's... Uh, we need reasons to put
1: these... That's gonna be a wet full schmeltz, buddy. It
0: is. Well, we need reasons to put all of our vid clips on Pornhub. Anyway, it's called content mm-hmm. marketing. I digress. You have... Lots of Legos on your table right now. Can you be descriptive I, for, for those who I, I, aren't watching the video right now?
1: Well, I'm actually gonna bury that lead and start elsewhere.
0: Oh, you wanna start elsewhere? Okay. Yeah, because start. I've
1: got boxes I haven't opened yet. Oh so the the pop vinyl community is a very, very collectible community and they You mean like Funko Pop? Funko Pop. The ones with the big eyes. Yes. I got the new ra- I got the radioactive men. From The Simpsons. From The Simpsons. Oh. This was the one Simpsons one that remained that I wanted, and here I am opening it because collectors can eat a dick. All right. Oh, and God.
0: Ellie God. is somewhere right. perking up like a deer going, what is that sound?
1: Where? Someone's opening
0: sound? a pop. <laughs> a man. We open our pops. We aren't collectors, guys. Okay. We got we get up, our toys. And, and we take them out to play with them because that's what they're for.
1: Yes. I've, I've always enjoyed Radioactive Man, and now I have him. Awesome. I'll set him in the middle of all this mess here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I also recently got way into Avatar The Last Airbender and mm-hmm. discovered that they were making pops of the Avatar character. And I found a flocked, box-lunch-exclusive Appa.
2: Appa the Sky
0: Bison.
1: Oh. Yes. Wait, so flocked means he's soft. Flocked he means him, that right? he is fuzzy. When you feel on him, he feels like velvet. Ooh. I haven't touched a flock yet. This one is taped shut. Ooh, that's even more effort
0: you have to put through. So that one, I mean, wherever Ellie is, is wherever Ellie Ellie. is, she's sitting uncomfortable. She's, like, shifting in her seat.
1: Yeah, she's getting one of those, like, creepy crawlies that people say is when someone steps on your grave. Yes. Actively. How is it? How's the feel? How is the feel? Oh, it's very soft. Is it soft? It's a very soft Appa. Flocked is soft, it's a, everyone. Even uh, even his horns are textured. It's very, very nice.
0: I was so psyched when the movie came out to see a live-action Appa.
1: I thought that was like the coolest. I barely remember the movie. At That's the okay. time that I saw it, I was not into the show. So mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, well, this last airbender looks kind of cool. Let's mm-hmm. check it out. And yeah. after I walked out of it, I was like, you know, this isn't a bad movie. I was entertained. And then I heard from all of my friends; they were like, "Don't tell me you liked that abortion. It was horrible." And I was like, "Calm okay. down, calm, relax, yeah. please Have calm some down." Soda, it's okay. So I haven't gone back to watch it after watching the series. I'm willing to bet that I would be just as upset as all those fans if I watched it now. Probably, probably. <clears throat> so there's Oppa. There's Oppa. <laughs> gotta figure out something to do with that oppa because he's nice and he's gonna get so fucking dusty in my house anyway so there's that also as as you were alluding to earlier lego is one of my passions it is and everything it is another one of my passions is also nintendo i have always loved nintendo and therefore both worlds have merged. Oh my God. To the Lego Super Mario sets. Now wow. this is a leap forward for Lego, like big time. Okay. This is Lego Mario. Mm-hmm. Now Lego Mario.
0: He's not an actual minifigure. He's a little bigger than
1: Mario. He two AA batteries. Whoa. So I had to put batteries in this bad boy. And he's got two buttons on his back. One of which is a power switch. The other one is a Bluetooth connection. Lego Super Mario connects to the Lego Super Mario app on your phone. And that keeps track of all of the sets you have. That keeps track of his progress as you build levels and bounce him through those levels and everything. Wow. So. This guy's intelligent, he's very, very smart. Now, when I turn him on, he says, Lego Mario time. And yeah, we didn't hear that at all. Light up. <laughs> his eyes, his mouth, and the little screen on his chest light up. I know you he does really light up.
0: Well, I can, I can see it. He went from like evil, demonic black eyes to blinding, bright, avatar status. uh, Eat yourself. Now, the
1: little screen on his chest, when it senses that it's on blue, it puts Mm -hmm. him underwater. It changes to water. Oh, what? When he's on green, it changes to a little green thing there. Wow. when he's on red, it senses fire. Which is lava. So it senses that he's stepping on lava. Oh, wow. Now... Let's see, where is the speaker? There's. He's got a flashlight under him and a little Mm -hmm. barcode reader. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Now, on this panel here, I've got a super mushroom and a question block. Okay, and both of them have barcodes on top. Okay. So whenever Mario steps on, say, the mushroom, let's see if Mm -hmm. the mic can pick it up here. Oh. So he just collected a mushroom and it shows on his little chest thing. Wow. Now when he steps on the question block, oh wow we heard that and if he steps on it enough he gets the invincibility heard that too
4: wow
1: that's so cool so he goes invincible for a little bit now there's I bought three of the sets
0: and there's like there's only
1: one. there's only one that comes with Mario I noticed and that,
0: that is the starter course. N- none of them are at Target I've seen literally all of the sets there is no Mario period
1: Mario is only in the starter course and the starter course at this point, I believe is only available in store. If you can find it and possibly online, (laughs) Uh, I know they went heavy on the starter course and a little lighter on all the rest of the sets. When I went online to order them because I foolishly thought that I had pre-ordered them, but I remember then I suddenly remembered that I went into pre-order them Pre orders weren't available. Uh oh. So I jumped in the day of release. Every set except for one was back order. And the one that wasn't was the starter course. Uh oh. So the starter course comes with Mario and then enough bricks to start a course. Mm-hmm. Now the course is all pretty much just like your side-scrolling Mario. Yeah. You've got a little pipe here, Mm -hmm. and the pipe has a start barcode in it. Oh, wow. So when he steps in the pipe, it goes, and then a timer starts on Mario. No way. And as you bounce him through the course, he can collect coins, he can defeat enemies, but until he reaches the goal at the end, and there is a goalpost, a flag, that changes from Bowser to Mario and a little barcode that says end. And the app on your phone keeps track of how many coins you collected on that course. <laughs> wow. So it is, it is a true marriage together of Mario and Lego.
2: Well, that's how you do it,
0: right? If we're doing it right.
1: All that stuff is super cool. Yes. It's all awesome. But. My <laughs> issue with this set. Yes. Is that I open, the, I open the set and I get the booklet and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go through this booklet and I'm mm-hmm. going to figure out how to put it together based on mm-hmm. the instructions in the booklet. Oh, yeah. Open it up.
5: What? There's instructions for the app.
1: Oh. And ads for other sets what there There... that's it there's no brick list oh there's no instruction oh no there's nothing hard yikes all of it all of it what is on the map you have to enter the app click on the set and then you like here let me pull up the app here to show you (laughs) how do you feel about that I, that that it's uh, in the app. It's a mixed bag for Mm -hmm. me because Mm -hmm. part of, part of building a Lego set is the instruction. Oh yeah. Going through page by page, Mm -hmm. playing something boring on my phone for background noise as I'm building a set or whatever.
3: Yeah.
1: I can't do that if my phone is occupied with the instructions themselves true so when you go into the app and you hit start uh, the yeah we can't see that shit up at all it shows the sets you have okay and there's a little there's a little button in the upper right where that is just like a blue brick on a white background and it has a plus sign <clears throat> there that's where you really? add extra sets really yeah so when you pick the set that you have it guides you through bag number one and Uh-oh. once you complete bag number one it registers the set to your phone app okay and then you can go back to the map when you go back to the map it mm-hmm. shows the set that you just bought as an active world on the map that's a cute design it's a very cute design i wish that it had both options yeah i wish that the paper instructions were there and you could ge- get the guidance through the app. Sure. Do you think that
0: the, that the set is complicated enough that you could have actually used paper instructions?
1: The the construction on everything was simple. Mm -hmm. It was very, very simple. Mm -hmm. Even the piranha plants, which all had to be completely constructed. Okay. It was, it was all very simple. So the paper instructions had they, forgot him, I probably could have figured it out without him. Okay. But I like having him. Yeah. I like that being there, you know. No, I get it. I get it. So. What about that? Brought... There's a little baby Bowser in the I first see. set. I see. And he's got a barcode on his back. You have to stomp him five times before he dies. <laughs> Cause he can't just
0: hold them together, just like. Eh, eh, yeah. Eh, eh.
1: Now the cool thing is that for each set, bag one is building a enemy. Mm-hmm. So you're building an enemy for your first bag, and once you've built that, then the land appears, and then you can click in the land, and you can select the individual destruction instructions for each phase of the land. So like, there's. With the uh, Piranha Plant set that I got,
5: the first guy you build is a Koopa, little
1: Koopa shell dude. Uh huh. Which is kind of washed out in the light, I guess. Let's yeah. him
0: a bit. But you know, we gotta we yeah. gotta be descriptive. This is podcast
2: first, so
1: that's true. Yeah. So he is not a minifigure. He is assembled completely out of bricks. Is there one
2: minifig in this whole kit? No. Oh wow.
1: The closest thing you get to a minifig is Mario. And he
0: has batteries and LED and, screens. Right. <laughs> wow. So the
1: only thing you assemble on Mario is you put on his pants, you put the buttons on his pants, you put on his ears, and you put on his hat. That's it. Boom. That's it. Do you get any of that? I, I saw like um plumber, I saw
0: the the um construction outfit, the cat outfit. Did you get any outfits for him?
1: I didn't yet. Okay. okay. Yet. I you... I had to limit myself yesterday because there was another set that I'm itching to bring out. Well, that then I get it, in. get it. So I got, but I got the starter set. I got the Bullet Bill set, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I got the Piranha Plant set. Mm-hmm. So the bur- the Piranha Plant set is kind of cool in that. Let me see if I can lift it up without destroying everything. Ooh, I can. Eat. Well, Koopa's gonna fall. But the it, it, It's a teeter-totter uh-huh. With a minecart in the, the middle The minecart in the middle is what Mario Stands on <laughs> to avoid the piranha plants <laughs> But once again, piranha plants were built They were Those are completely assembled from bricks Those are not any There we go, put it back together That's cool Those aren't a set, or those aren't a minifigure at all Oh So it's pretty cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to now have the instructions for a piranha plant so that I could build them in different colors. Ooh,
2: that's an idea. Dope.
1: The other fun one that I really enjoyed is Shy Guy. Oh, there's a little Shy Guy. That's funny. The best thing to come from Super Mario 2, in my opinion, is the Shy Mm -hmm. Guys. And not Birdo? Not Birdo. Yeah, right,
2: it's, it's just Shy Guys. guys. Shy Guys, Shy Guys, yeah.
0: <clears throat> I've always been a big advocate for Birdo and Smash Bros. Ultimate, but, you know, she's not popular, I guess, so whatever.
1: I don't know. But I don't know. Now, now for the, now for the big end, the, <laughs> the coup de gras, The ultimate. I, I, I have it out of, hang up.
0: The largest of the, these things, which is the biggest deal, I know
1: exactly what it is already because it's ri- it's rich. It's I rich. Brought, I should have brought it within chair reach. Range it's okay. Before, but...
2: It's okay. Whoop it out so, and t- tell us what it is uh, I don't care. out loud.
1: So this set here, this was Huge. the big one. Yep, this was the expensive one. This is the Nintendo Entertainment System complete with a TV. The TV has dials and it is the classic gray brick NES with a controller and a game cartridge Uh all built from Lego.
0: This is insane because it's like to scale as well.
1: It is to scale, yes. This one, I build this, I'm going to put a regular Nintendo system right next to it mm-hmm. and see it, who can tell the difference. This is awesome. And it, it comes with a little television. Yes. Now the television, they had one working in the store. You turn the <laughs> knob on the TV in the back and the scene, the background scene revolves around like you're so playing the game, you're, like you're playing the game. Yeah. So it, it changes. The landscape as you turn. I was just like, I saw it, and my wife was like, "Okay, you can only get one." I was like, "That's fine." That's
0: fine. It's like, have you seen the Nintendo sets that are coming out?
1: Have you That's, seen them? I I saw it built in the in the window, and I was like, "My God, <laughs> I I must do this." You must. You must. Oh. Did it drop? Is it it's okay? 2,646 pieces.
2: That's a lot of pieces.
1: That's the That's, most pieces. It's about up there with Hogwarts castle.
0: I was going to say, I was like looking at mine up there and I'm like, I think I have maybe, maybe a thousand pieces up there on my shelf.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's yeah. a lot. I, I think I've got about in built into sets throughout the den of bricks here. I think I've got about 75,000 bricks. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Those are just the ones built into sets. Nice. So. I can dig it. It's exciting. It's very nice. I uh-huh. enjoy it. Oh. And I'm very, 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 very stoked for it.
0: Is that your full schmelz? Is that the whole thing?
1: Uh, Yeah. The only other thing I got was um, I picked up a couple of uh, trade paperbacks of comics. I picked up the box set for Locking and Key, and I mm-hmm. picked up book two of Saga.
0: Ooh, book two of Saga. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to come over and uh, uh, trade out those those Locking Key for you, uh, <laughs> from you. Um, but that's okay because I have I have uh, a a booklet to give to you as well um, to trade off, and that is Umbrella Academy. Nice books one two and three the bff has two and three i left one in the living room with sarah because she's gonna read it um those graphic novels are always fun to like read and compare and stuff and we had to like i mean after we watched umbrella academy season two i went straight to amazon and bought they were they were on sale they were half off so i got the whole like all of the comics in print for 30 bucks nice that is cheap for fucking comics yeah let alone let alone full runs so, yeah. hey, before we started, I asked you to get out your Harry Potter um, brickhead, which is like the little um, it's a Lego set in its entirety, but it's it's a mini set of an entire character. So they have yes. a large head
1: um, this and is, a little body. This is Lego's answer to the Funko Pop. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's exactly what it is. You're 100% correct. And um, Sarah and I, we really like two-piece sets. So for Overwatch, they released two tank characters um, at the same time, Reinhardt and D.Va, and we built them at the same time um, because it gives us a way to do that together. And um, when I saw this kit, it was a no-brainer. But they now have brickheads of the Mandalorian and the Child, which we built. They're adorable. It was a no-brainer. They look pretty adorable. They are. And... Oh, the child child comes comes out out of the hover. He comes out of the uh, bassinet, the space bassinet that is there because, you know, 60 year olds need bassinets. I digress. Here's my question for you. okay? when you pop the top off of that
2: Harry Potter. is there a little pink brick in the middle to represent his brain?
1: Let's see. I don't recall. It's been a while since I built him. Since
2: you popped him off. I bet
0: you have the exact same pieces that I do on the top because they have these weird, like, angular pieces to get it off. We wish I had a brick splitter. Hey, there was a blue brick splitter in one of our kits yeah. recently. Have you seen blue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because most of yours are orange. And I was like, um, wow, that's really interesting.
1: The ones that I bought out of a, were from an entire year. Uh-huh. So all of those sets were orange. The next year, they were all teal.
2: Oh,
0: nice. What's really interesting also is that on the back, he has an actual cape, too, built in. Nice. A drifting cape. He has his little rifle because, I mean, he arguably has the coolest rifle in Star Wars history, um, which is like an Electrum rifle that shoots like lightning bolts. But um, the reason I, I ask if there's a little brain is because in both of our little brick head sets, which they have big heads, again, Lego's answer
2: to Funko Pops. There yep. are these tiny little um, brick brains. Brick like this. Brain. Nice. It's a little brick brain that sits in there, which we think is
0: hilarious for them to do. There's a brick brain in the Mandalorian. It's this little pink piece. <clears throat> and there's even one in the Mandalorian, or the child, too. The child has a little brick brain, too.
1: Yep. Brick is- brain inside Harry.
0: Really? Nice. I was going to say, they probably do that across the board. I bet Hedwig has one, too. I just thought that was, like, a funny little thing that they did. I mean, uh,
1: leave it to Lego to have the cool yep, little.
0: details, you know?
1: Hedwig has a very, very tiny brain. I don't know <laughs> if you can see on the camera, but there's just one little pink.
0: I think the child brain. the child has a pretty tiny brain, too. A pretty child, tiny brain, too. This chi- this tiny little child, which brings me to my biggest um, addition to today's full uh, okay. uh, uh,
3: uh,
0: Yes. <sighs> This is a 10-inch child Funko Pop. This thing is massive. This is huge.
1: Yes. This is That's I a big child.
0: Scalpers picked off the last of the San Diego limited edition Nightcrawlers. Um, teleporting nightcrawlers. And it made me like super sad. Um, and then I was like, well fine, I'm just gonna walk over to GameStop and see what they have. And sure enough, this bad boy was sitting there. Nice. And- it was a no-brainer for me because the child is hands down my most favorite new character since Disney's acquisition. Of um, don't get me wrong, I love my Kylo Ren, but Child takes the cake. Just takes the cake yeah. on so many levels. Uh, as a character, he's just nailed too. So I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, and I've been waiting. I've been waiting so long to crack this open. You know that. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Um, because it's just kind of this thing of like, we don't do this unless like we have the right kind of company, right? So, um, I'm going to go ahead and, um, open up in the side here. Okay, cool. All right. Ellie is not streaming because I was, I was just, I was going to look and see if she like stopped her stream to cry as I did this. But anyways, that's okay. We'll clip it later. There you go. All right. Anyways, this is going to go in my new cubicle at work. So I'll just go ahead and. Me. Uh, oh, this one's taped too. This one's taped yeah. too. So we'll yeah. be delicate about this. I actually have um, I have a butterfly knife in my office because like I'm cool. You know what I mean. So I'll take this butterfly knife, right. and I will just fucking. <laughs> <bulky trim laughs> because this is a box <laughs> that's meant to be broken. This is a toy. This is a toy, yep.
1: and I'm opening it.
2: <gasps> it's a bobblehead.
1: Of course it is! It's a fun go-pop. Oh, Oh, that's got some serious bobble to it. It's so (laughs) big!
0: It's so wobbly. That that bobble
1: is not fucking around. It's not. It's a genuine bobble. He's, like,
0: real. I don't know what to do. This is the biggest bobble I've owned in my life. Oh, this is really (laughs) satisfying. Oh, I'm touching him on the head, and he's just so... Wow. Oh my god. This is so wonderful right now. I can't even with nice. myself. I mean, just look at him, you know? And it's... It brings us full circle, you know what I mean? In this way that, oh. like, uh, Funko Pops are meant to be fucked up. You know what I mean? I meant, sorry, oh. Funko Pops are meant to be respect, respected. They are collectibles. Um, but this one, I think, definitely did not need to be in the box. It just didn't. Right. You know what I right. mean? Because if we left him on the box, how would he bobble? right that's true how would he bobble like this he would not
1: he would not not be free to agree with you or disagree depending on which way you hold him
0: exactly and i also like looking over right now because like he his head is so ginormous that it looks like it's levitating right (laughs) it does it really looks like it it might it might not even be a spring in there it might literally just be
1: it just, just might be balance.
0: It might be, it might be balance. It might just be a magnet in there. It might be the actual force. It could be. Causing this child to just bounce back and forth. And that's what I love about this. And he's got his cute little hands. Now, when they get big, I really like to play with the texture of the head. Because I don't know. I'm not really like a... T- like a what is the file of touching? Like, we're like a cinephile, audiophile.
2: Tactophile.
0: Maybe that's what it is. But like, I like to touch these things i think they feel funny but like i'm holding his ears right now and that's kind of nice not as good as our big old pennywise funko Pop that's sitting in the living room but yeah i digress this thing's fucking epic
1: (laughs) that is pretty massive
0: i also like he's just gonna
1: randomly agree with you or disagree as we record
0: i what i what i like the most about him though is that he's to scale with an actual Almost. Clearly he has a gigantic head and gigantic ears, but he's almost to scale with a real child. So when people walk into my cubicle, they will think that there's an actual alien baby in my cubicle. Yes. Which I'm fine with. I'm absolutely fine with. I'm more fine with when when it turns out he's a clone of Yoda. Spoiler! Just kidding, it's a plot twist. I've decided it's going to happen, but then again, we all know what happens when we get our expectations up.
1: Yeah. That's why I try not to
0: right anyways that was just shot in the dark i have no idea what's gonna happen um rich what did you what did you watch on movies and tv and stuff like that
1: this on movies and tv and stuff like that i will i i will freely admit that since we last recorded i have probably watched the movie knives out 12 to 13 times that's it it's now that's a low ballpark okay Uh, It's probably more. It's a really, really, really good movie to kind of have going on in the background Mm -hmm. when you're doing other things. So, like, I've downloaded it to my phone when I'm working on something at work that I just kind of need to focus on it. Yeah. A distractible part of my brain can be distracted by Knives Out and not distract the rest of my brain (laughs) so that the rest of my brain can actually get the job done okay okay so so that has that has taken that place because I watched enough Letter Kenny, I think for a little while Fair the uh, the new stuff that I've been watching though I recently started the show Shameless mm-hmm. which was on Showtime I think now it's on Netflix there's like nine or ten seasons on Netflix it's been on somewhere. for a
2: while yeah
1: it has been on for a while. What do you think? I'm a, I'm about midway through season seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's, think that it's, it's definitely, it scratches that same itch as Orange is the New Black.
0: Watching shitty people be shitty people?
1: Yeah. But when um, you know
0: them as a character, it gets funny.
1: Right. It gets really, really funny and it gets, it's really well acted. <sighs> Which, I mean, that's to be expected with William H. Macy. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Shameless is a show about a Irish Catholic alcoholic deadbeat dad and his six kids. Mm -hmm. And he is a narcissist. He's just looking out for himself and everything. And these kids, ranging in age from... 21 to six months have learned to take care of each other Mm -hmm. so this household is being run by the kids and occasionally the dad will come which is william h macy he'll come in and take their beer take their food take their money Mm -hmm. so they've got they've adapted to this survival style yes and it's it's really well acted. Everybody in it is great. Um,
0: the one clip that I saw was was William H. Macy as the dad. He finds a social security guard on the bus just, like, tucked under a seat, swept under a seat or something, and then he goes to, like, turn it in at, like, the IRS, and they're like, uh, this is you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's me. And they're like, oh, really? Because you've been dead for half a decade.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wow. It's a lot of that stuff. Like... <laughs> the kids kick him out of the house and they kind of he's he gets indignant about it he's like i'm your father you wouldn't be here without me and they're like if we leave you if we leave you to your own devices we won't survive you know you're <laughs> going to rob us blind so mm-hmm. get out and stay out so he goes to his bar that is his haunt basically and finds out that this dude is leaving his wife because she's hypersexual and he's like born again and everything so the dad, Frank uh-huh. Frank heads over to this guy's house and yep. hooks up with his wife so Naturally. that he can get the free room and board and yeah, just freaky sex as much as he wants oh. it's, <sighs> it's really right. really good, really really funny sounds um,
0: about right <laughs>
1: it's just But it's shitty people being shitty yeah, and just making these (laughs) simple, horrible mistakes that any of us on a bad day would make.
2: Yeah,
0: I feel like that's what a lot of TV shows are about these days is like those, the bad decision characters, whether it be for comedy or anti-hero, watching the people we like do bad things.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what invents the drama that keeps us coming back for more.
0: Did you watch anything else?
1: Um, the wife and I got into Hannibal.
0: Ooh, right. We were talking about that last episode. How's it going?
1: Um, well, she watched it all the way through to the end. Okay. I stopped, I want to say, one or two episodes into the final season, season three. Yeah. Because it was getting really, really difficult to follow. Was it? Well, so the story follows an FBI agent who is a true empath. Like, yes. he can go to a crime scene and he can put himself in the shoes of the killer and thus just break down the crime scene based like on else. everything. Up, yeah. Yeah. He's like, the killer did this because he feels this way. He did mm-hmm. this because he feels this way. Okay. Now, what kept me coming back in the first two seasons was Mm -hmm. watching Hannibal cook, which sounds fucked up. I know, but he was making some gourmet meals out of people.
0: That's (laughs) what that makes me want to watch it alone. Just hearing that he does these things. I might have to start watching that
1: now. It was fascinating to see him prep organs for gourmet meals like he is using classic recipes he's just swapped the meat
2: oh wow okay okay so
1: that's what kept me coming back was like what is he going to turn this guy into okay and the meals he cooked kept with the theme of the episode
3: Mm -hmm.
1: so it was like you know in this episode they're hunting a killer who was using his victims as food for mushrooms so then, that night, Hannibal's cooking a liver marsala with mushroom sauce. Oh Jesus! You know, so it was. Wow. It it was all themed together, and it was very clever, very well done. Naturally, um, <laughs> plus Mads be. Mikkelsen is playing Hannibal, and yeah. watching Mads Mikkelsen act is just a treat in and of itself. Always. So when. Uh, <laughs> After season two, it's like they're on to him. Everybody knows what's going on Okay. with Hannibal. Hannibal is now on the run type thing. Sure. And so there's a lot of stuff that's happening in flashback, and there's a lot of stuff that's happening inside the imagination. And then there's a lot of stuff that's actually happening.
0: That sounds like a lot to keep up with.
1: It is very convoluted, Yikes. and it is very difficult to keep straight because at some at some point, an FBI agent will be talking to somebody that you saw get their throat slit, <clears> throat>
0: and you're like, "Where in time did this and happen?" You're like,
1: and you're like, "Okay, is he actually talking to this person? Is he imagining that he's talking to mm-hmm. this person, or is this a flashback of him talking to this person when they were well?"
0: Sounds like the The Witcher, the way the first season of The Witcher went we are just kind of like, where are we in time?
1: Right. So it was, but it was just very, very, very difficult for me to follow. And I was like, I, I'd rather watch Shameless. I'd rather watch something that is not Consistent. so difficult to follow. Yeah.
0: Something that doesn't complicate. Cause sometimes we really need like mind numbing for TV. Right. Like that's what really helps you relax is like mind numbing. And if your show stresses you out, then like, I mean, to be honest with you on that subject, I stopped watching Deadwood because it's just it does not feel like things are happening don't don't get me wrong i love the celebrity cameos because they get the celebrity cameos in deadwood get better and fucking better and fucking better like kristen bell as a a cute little southern bell who actually has a murderous instinct to her (laughs) And she uh, looks uh, – she doesn't look a day older than, like, 16. It's treats like that that are cool, and then I wake up, and then I see um, Sarah uh, – what's her face from all the American Horror Story um, movies and Glass. Sarah Paulson. Thank you. Sarah Paulson was in there. I was like, whoa, where'd she come from? And then I fall back asleep. But every time I go back to watch, I'm like, ugh. And then I start watching you know, a different show that I'm like, this is – the pace of this is much more interesting that I don't – like, I haven't gone back to Deadwood because I found a new show that I want to watch more.
1: Nice. Yeah. What else? You got? Well, what shows that? Because that's the end of my watch list. Well, no, we can
0: segue. I know you got one more, so we can we can segue with your finishing thought on what you watched.
1: What's my one more of what I watched? Umbrella. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, yeah, it was a while back that I finished Umbrella Academy, and we haven't like recorded a, since then.
0: Two weeks since, because we watched it yeah. right after we recorded last. But yeah, Umbrella Academy season two dropped.
1: Yeah, I I, I texted
0: uh, you and I was like, the first 10 minutes are going to blow your fucking socks off. Just go watch it.
1: Yeah. So the first and you were not the only person to send me that message. (laughs) When Umbrella Umbrella Academy dropped, Mm -hmm. I got six separate messages from six different people saying, oh, my God, the first 10 minutes of this show is epic it's crazy the shit that's going on Mm -hmm. and i was like okay well i gotta watch this but i'm in the middle of hannibal with my wife (laughs) so i was like honey do you want to watch hannibal while we eat she goes no she never wants to watch hannibal while we eat (laughs) which is which is (laughs) makes sense (laughs) yeah it makes a lot of sense and it's cannibalism got it yeah well and she's a vegetarian So she's not into seeing the preparation of meat or anything like that. You know, raw meat just kind of skeeves her out anyway. So I was like, can we watch Umbrella Academy while we eat? And she's like, okay. So I turned it on. And those first 10 minutes, I was (laughs) like, holy shit. What the fuck is going on? This is amazing. Yes. So I was in from jump
0: me too i was not expecting that because like we've watched the first season of umbrella academy and don't get me like you watch it you said you watched it twice and i was like okay i'll get around to it because i was like "Eh, it just looks like another knockoff superhero tv show and i ended up liking it a lot like a lot um but that it man the season two had that second season comeback of like is this is this gonna be just another season one or are they gonna top this? And they top it in the first 10 minutes with craziness with with uh, the theme music as it pertains to what happens because they they kick a field goal over and over. They are running touchdown after touchdown in the first 10 minutes to set up the second season in such an interesting way that you're like, I have to see how this plays out. I have to see what is about to happen.
1: (laughs) And it's too
0: soon. We can't really go like deep spoilers on this, but I think we're both in agreement that the, I mean, the second season was better than the first.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Without a doubt, like almost immediately. And, um, a lot of the, the, the subject matter, a lot of it like was a lot more emotionally riveting too. Uh, which yeah. really, really helped it get knocked out of the park. Something that's really cool that I can tell you, having read the first the first three volumes, um, he's working on the fourth right now. Gerard Way, of course, is that um, th- the TV show maintains an identity of its own in comparison to the comic books. So the comics are very much separate um, in a way that they're just a little bit more fanatical, you know, and in a way that's like a minor spoiler. Like we get one super intelligent ape, right? um in in the first movie um in the entirety of the series but the books take advantage because they don't have to worry about a budget of cgi right so i can you know that's that's why the books you get a lot more things like you know uh the first book opening with uh the eiffel tower murdering people by throwing people off of it and then shooting off into space and this is the first thing that the kids have to take down Right. <laughs> Stop the Eiffel Tower, the murderous Eiffel Tower. And then right. in the second in the second book, at one point, um, Five is drinking himself stupid, um, who is the you know, the the 14-year-old boy who's actually a sixty-year-old from thanks to time travel. Right. And um he's getting drunk, and there's a, a chimpanzee in a Marilyn Monroe costume singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Um <laughs> In that room. (laughs) So, like, the books really maintain their own identity in, like, the coolest way where, like, the show has ten episodes to fill. The comic book is a comic book and therefore it can be wacky as shit. So, not that the show isn't wacky in its own way, but they don't take as much time in the books to develop the characters as they do the show. But that's why we have the show versus the books. And... Right. Um. They both take care of the the timelines that they do in completely separate ways, and it's this weird thing of where I'm not mad that the – like this is the first time in history that I haven't been mad that a book is different from the show or the show is different from the book because yeah. they both – they don't go, oh, we're going to try and do the exact same thing by changing a little bit here, you know? Yeah. They literally just take it and they go, "Eh, we want to do it this way," and they do, and it's good. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I gotta bring you those books, like ASAP, as soon as the BFF Joe is done with them, I'm bringing, I'm bringing them over to you because they're just they're really solid reads. They might be my favorite graphic nice. novels at all. Period. Not that I read nice. many.
1: i yeah, and I'll exchange them to you for Lock and Key because I'm <laughs> on, I'm on book four here. Yeah, uh, you won't see, but book four through. of Lock and Key. This is keys to the kingdom. Mm -hmm.
0: Which is something we also watched over pandemic. Did we both forget that? No, you talked about it. I hadn't watched it. I
1: talked about it. Yeah. We ended Um,
0: up watching it. We liked it.
1: This was one that the book is its own identity from the show. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: And the book is 10 times better than the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the show frustrated me. I felt that the kids were making stupid decisions for stupid reasons mm-hmm. and they weren't justifying their reasoning for what they were doing very well. Yeah. So all it ended up doing was pissing me off.
2: I still love that the little boy ran through the house with the lightsaber and fought the shadows.
1: Yeah. That, that so gets cool. that in the book is a lot, lot better. I bet. Um but the book is also much, much darker than the show. Naturally. I mean, I, mild spoiler for both. Um, the show begins with uh, the dad getting killed by a misguided youth who mm-hmm. breaks into the house and wants oh, cool, the cool, secrets cool. of Key House. Yeah. And that makes that. In the show, he was working alone. Mm hmm. That's one guy. Yes. Enters the house, kills the dad. In the book, there's two of them. The guy brings a friend to help. Oh, and wow. the friend shows up because he works at the car wash where the mom brings the car to get washed every time. And mom's always wearing a short skirt. And as she gets out of the car, she flashes an underwear shot to this guy. And he thinks that she's sending a signal and really she's just getting out of her fucking car. And so he (laughs) tags along because he's going to get what he's owed from mom. Oh,
0: yeah. So that comic book is way darker. Holy shit.
1: Well, it also really, really helps solidify the drinking problem that mom exhibits in the show.
0: Okay. That makes more
1: sense. Yikes. So the book is really dark. It's really good. Um, it's that plus Nosferatu mm-hmm. have really intrigued me as to Joe Hill's work. Yeah. I really want to read a lot more of his stuff.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Based on those two things. Um, do it.
2: Definitely do it.
1: I'm a little bit worried about him. <clears throat> following too closely in his dad's footsteps without even really meaning to. And that I think his endings might peter out. Yeah. Um like he might run out of steam mid-story and just have no idea how to end it. Right.
0: And that could be a concern. I don't know. I mean Nosferatu definitely like I, I read some synopses of the way the show went compared to the book and the book the <laughs> Nosferatu the book definitely ends on a high note. Like that book is okay. like is it kinda similar to Stephen King's work? yes, of course it is. does that stop them from like uh going to Christmas land? No, <laughs> it gets crazy, like right. action crazy in a cool way, which is like you know, um something I didn't talk about reading that was like really 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 good and I can't say much about it because of the the content of how cool it is was a book called uh um, Finders Keepers no that's the second book there's a series of books about um a the first one's called the Mercedes killer and it's okay. about uh basically a serial killer who drives a Mercedes into a crowd of people during the 2008 recession while they're waiting in the morning oh and then the the detective that was on that case that couldn't find him, while well, he was wearing a penny mask, uh, a Pennywise mask, of course, um, they couldn't find him. Um, and then the killer decides to send him a letter in a Manila envelope to tease him about um, how messed up that killing was. And throughout the books, kind of draw back to that, but they tell a wide encompassing story but they they are crime who done ultimately it's a it's a game of cat and mouse it's really like first and foremost a a really really interesting um crime novel essentially yeah and there is a plot twist at the end of book 2 that had me on the floor i had to sit down <laughs> i had to sit down and that's when you know it's just good stephen king writing right this isn't joe hill this yeah. is stephen king but sometimes okay. it helps to read the different genres of what they do and then you end up kind of forgetting oh yeah this is a stephen king you know what i mean sure. um and like uh, uh hopefully and and um i logged into ellie's audible to grab these books and i heard from both both scotty and ellie they both said mr mercedes is like solid 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 and i'm like oh gosh i gotta get like i gotta blast through these and then i did and i was so happy it might be actually like one of my favorite stephen king works and it's not even horror oriented well i mean it's fucked up it's a you know it's a thriller killer who you know has issues um severe mommy issues you know um but that's just how those stories work right but yeah um sometimes when you stray away from those you can kind of lean into that and do those
1: things Um, And, and i mean don't get me wrong i enjoy stephen king i think he's a brilliant writer yeah he's excellent at building a story in your memory palace so true. You will remember details about stuff. And I mean, I recently read something. I can't remember where I read it, but somebody's asking a person, you know, what's more important, the journey or the destination? And the guy says, the company. So <laughs> really, he's it makes around. sense that it makes sense that he's, I mean, that kind of surmises Stephen King in a nutshell it's not about the journey it's really not even about the destination it's the people you meet on the way it's true it's your companions on that journey yes. that really make the story so i don't mind that his stories don't necessarily have a satisfying ending every time i'm yes. still going to read his books i'm still going to enjoy him as an author and as a content creator cuz the guy's brilliant and he yeah. knows how to write this shit it's awesome stuff
0: the the Mister Mercedes is um, based on the Bill Hodges novel trilogy. Bill Hodges is that that retired cop who okay. who um, decides to go after him. Uh, they have a TV show of it too, and um, Bill Hodges is played by Brendan Gleeson. Oh, okay. good old Mad Eye Moody. He can he can act. Brendan Gleeson can fucking act. Um, it there also it also introduces um, a character named Holly Gibney, and she's actually appearing in a bunch of other books too. Holly Gibney goes on to be in a bunch of other books outside of the Mr. um, The Mr. Mercedes stuff, which is pretty interesting in my, my honest opinion, but.
5: Uh, I
1: digress. Well, I, I've, we and the wife have also been kept current on the show. Nosferatu.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Is that in the second season yet? Yeah, it's, it's well into the second season. We're about midway through. Um, where when episodes come out, we've got them set up in the DVR to record and everything. You
0: can watch it immediately.
1: Yeah, so okay. we're watching it, and a new one airs tonight.
2: Oh wow. yeah, it does. Look at that!
1: Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna,
2: so. I I gotta come and I gotta come and ask what you think and see about that. See about how it's, that whole thing.
1: It's a decent show. Um. Uh-huh the i get the impression that a lot of the actors in it are um well either british or canadian probably and they are nailing down a boston or new england accent mm-hmm. and they don't quite nail it every time and so it kind of takes you out of it when it's like ooh that's that mm-hmm. sounded weird yeah so that's and that's my only complaint about the show otherwise it's excellent
0: well jeez let's let's we we went on a Stephen King tirade it's hard not to do that speaking of yeah. like horror shows we saw on Netflix Jew on Origins all uh-huh. right for those of you who don't know means curse grudge in korean it is the most famous um a fa- horror story to uh, movie etc to come out of korea and um i was like oh man we should watch this but i don't know anything about it and sarah's over on the couch freaking out next to me sarah the um said exciting Inc wife um one of them and says oh my gosh that's like that's uh that's the exact same house, and I was like, is it? Because like I remember reading something in an article that they keep reusing the the Grudge house in all of its content, mm-hmm. and they do. And um, granted, it changes a little bit on the inside as it goes along, but it always looks the same from the outside for whatever reason. And so we go and we read um, and I'm like well I haven't seen any of these and she's like well, well let's go watch and, and I'll, she was like do we have the grudge can we rent the grudge and I was like we actually got it for free when I connected one of the accounts to one of the accounts Voodoo likes to hand out free movies I've got the Lego movie and Days of Future Past and the grudge free just from connecting accounts um, and the Doom movie but we don't, we're not going to watch that we're not talking talk about that movie I digress um, can you smell what the rock is cooking it's not Doom, Doom uh, was Shit. Uh, to uh, further continue we watch the grudge and the grudge holds up People say that it's, like, a terrible movie. People, like, watch the original. And then we went to watch the original on Amazon Prime, and the the original is an old, shitty, low-budget shot and terrible, li- like, blind-lighting horror movie. And the American Grudge is scarier in its first ten minutes than the entire original is the whole time. All
2: right. Of the Grudge. Have you seen the Grudge?
1: I saw the recent one. Okay. Fair enough. They did a remake. Uh, they did a third remake or fourth remake. I don't know. It's but a sidequel. Cool. Last year,
0: it's like a sidequel cool where they they are apparently having things happening at the same time as the first and second movie. Okay. What I read. I haven't seen the second movie yet. We were planning on renting it eventually, but we were like, okay, watch the original, and then we went to watch Juon Origins*, which is the what is supposed to be like a prequel retelling on Netflix, also in Korean, and we watched it, and it. Is basically they're trying to make Juan kind of into American Horror Story, where we get to see instead of just one bad thing that happens in the house, a bunch of bad things happen over time with a little bit of like weird ass time travel and a lot of characters that don't make sense. And ultimately, the story was absolute horse shit garbage. Cats made more sense
2: than this oh. fucking show. Okay. Oh boy.
0: But it was still scary. It had a lot of scary imagery. That's fucked up shit for sure in it did we understand why no did it stop it from like being terrible horrible things that like we as human beings like to absorb and take in for whatever reason yeah so um there was that i would say watch it if you really like to you know see like messed up shit i guess but um we also watched uh when we first met which is um, a comedy with Adam Devine. It's like a, a Groundhog Day where he, you know he's trying to like convince the, the woman he loves to marry him, and then things go wrong, and then um, yeah, it's just standard normal. It was funny. It wasn't the worst. I thought it was good because they dodged some some of the conventions in those kinds of movies very well. So when we first met, that's a Netflix original with Adam Devine in it. We watched oh. purely because Workaholics was so good, and then I sent you a picture of Stuber. I said Stuber watch it it's on hbo max yeah do you did you see okay so you saw my text did you get a chance to watch it no do you think can you do you think you'll be able to convince her to watch it no well you should watch it by yourself
1: okay yeah. okay okay um because, i talked her into watching the lovebirds
0: okay and she was, was okay. not
1: entertained by the lovebirds. Enough. The
0: lovebirds was not nearly as good as Stuber. Stuber blew lovebirds lovebirds out of the water. That's the thing that sucks. Did you tell her it's a strong recommendation from me and her both? Dave yeah, Batista that didn't sell her on it. Dave <laughs> Batista takes incredible care to take care of a pit bull in that movie. He takes a nice. pit bull with him. The pit bull does not die, so she doesn't have to worry about that. Okay, but. Kumail Nanjiani, mm-hmm.
2: Dave Bautista, probably the best buddy cop duo I've seen. I can't think of a better one right now.
0: I can't think of one that's comparable.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to be able to sell Christy on that. <laughs> sure. Um, she's not a She's not a big fan of either of them oh okay well buddy cops so
0: oh that makes sense okay well for you as it relates this is like some some lethal weapon level comedy in the buddy cop stuff where the uh dave batista is a detective who's on a vengeful mission he gets a lead um the same day he gets lasik because he can't see for shit
4: Okay. and so
0: he takes an uber he tries to drive his car runs it into a hole he orders an uber and then poor uber is kumail nanjiani who needs to be taken places or uh, needs to drive this guy places and um well let's just say hilarity ensues but um the riffing kumail nanjiani is fucking hilarious
1: oh yeah he is he is so I love funny
0: so um this is what you need to watch and i'll give you one reason one example Um, It's not the reason, because the whole movie is practically flawless. Um, A little predictable towards the end, yeah, but that's how these movies work. But. He, at one point, says, I would really like to get over to you, but douche Lundgren has stolen my car
2: (laughs) and is making me go extra places. Nice. (laughs) Douche Lundgren.
1: (laughs) Yes, I Yeah, I really enjoy Kumail Nanjiani, especially after uh, Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Seeing him on Silicon Valley really sold me on him. Like, I've always been a fan of his stand-up and his... uh... Dude, Silicon Valley probably has the greatest dick joke ever written. Really? It is spectacular. Should I watch it and get back to you when I found it? Oh, my God. Just, you know what? You can look up that scene. Mm Mm-hmm. It won't spoil anything of the show for you. Uh And then you can go and watch the entire first season looking for the joke. Okay, fair enough. But all you have to do is go into YouTube and Google Silicon Valley mean jerk time. Mean jerk. Oh, God. Okay.
0: My body's ready.
1: Everyone out there, go ahead and Google Silicon Valley mean jerk time. It is the single greatest dick joke I have ever seen or heard. On anything. True brilliance. So fucking funny. And it it remains the top. And like there are several comedians out there. That have been like. There's no reason to ever tell another dick joke again. This is kind (laughs) of the pinnacle. I'm down. Of dick jokes. It's great. Shit. Okay.
2: Well
0: I'll I'll start watching that. um, When I'm finished with Always Sunny. In Philadelphia. Which we are giving a try for the second time. (laughs) <laughs> it's going much better. We just kind of... we I don't know why we fell off the first time. I think we ended up watching something funnier. But um, we went back to Always Sunny. We're almost caught up to where we were the first time, and then we're going to be in new territory going into... We finished season two, so Danny DeVito is a regular in the show. And something that Sarah pointed out is, like, they like to make really big jokes about basically how shitty human beings are in topical okay. conversations. So they will come out, and they will say... Like here's this, and here is exactly how all of us and we're watching these people be incredibly like incredible douches, but at the end of the day, they take basically the exact same stance that an opposing two people would take and then explore that to full ends in a way that we're just Oh yeah. I'm like, we're just watching literally the worst versions of ourselves right now, and that is that show, and it's good. And I don't think there's much to say because a lot of people really like
1: always sunny. Lots of laughing. I I have never watched that show. Like regularly, mm-hmm. like from beginning to end. I've, but I've seen maybe 12 episodes here mm-hmm. and there. I couldn't tell you where or when yeah. or anything. Yeah. Every single one of them has been extremely funny. Mm-hmm. And I've wanted to get into it, but I've never just, I've just never taken the plunge and been right. like, you know what? I'm going to watch all of It's Always Sunny.
2: It seems
0: like an undertaking initially, but when you find out there's only like 10 episodes per season, it's like, oh, well, actually,
1: maybe I I will. I think it's, I don't know, but I I assume that it is better in small doses. Mm -hmm. Like if I were watching horrible people do horrible things over and over and over each week, that might be grating. But seeing it sporadically here and there has really just kind of brought the humor to the surface. Like the whole, the whole buying a boat because of the implication thing. I don't know if you've gotten there. We haven't gotten to that. Or if you've ever heard of that or anything. Uh -uh. Okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, the show is hard to spoil because it's just, it's just a comedy
2: show. You're not telling me about the red
1: wedding. So go ahead. Right. Well, there's, There's this episode where Mac and Dennis decide to buy a boat Mm -hmm. so that they can hook up with chicks on the boat. Yes. Because of the implication. And the implication implication? is that if you don't sleep with me, you're not going to get back to dry land. Oh, my God. So the whole thing is them trying to pick up women to get on this boat, take them out, and then be (sighs) like, you have to sleep with me if you want (sighs) to get back.
0: It doesn't surprise me. It sounds no, like the boat just gets better like it sounds like the show just gets better and better. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: So oh. they're trying to they're trying to turn You're this welcome. boat into a sex den basically. Yes, naturally. And the idea is that the the idea is the implication. That's the only thing on this to having this boat. I
2: can see this that going poorly for them. Boat.
1: This boat is a tugboat. Yes. Okay, it is just a shuttle to push other bigger boats around a, a body of water oh so God. it's not like it's not like even An a houseboat boat. where there's no. like runes and oh shit no it's not even like a halfway shitty boat it is pure shit boat but their idea is that they're going to be able to go into a bar and be like hey baby I got a boat wanna see and then they'll actually get on this tugboat piece of shit and go offshore <laughs> because of the implication wow okay
0: nope. we're gonna <laughs> so- get back to it we started yeah, watching
1: it's hilarious.
0: we started watching a new um uh, recommend, recommendation from a uh, uh, friend of the show Amir uh, was Norseman he said it was on par with with um what we do in the shadows if not better and I said um we'll see about that and Amir I love you like a brother but we gotta talk about your taste cause N- Norseman was a little rough I watched the first episode It is literally meant to be Vikings, but more fucked up, just more fucked up. And it is so very incredibly dry that the first episode ended, and Sarah told me I am not watching the rest of that series.
2: Okay. And we are first
0: season apologists, so I might go to it when I'm finished with the show that has made me stop watching Deadwood. Which is Vikings <laughs> relevant, right? Um, I started watching Vikings. <clears throat> and I tell you what, uh that show uh has a character, Lagurtha. She is the wife of the main character Ragnar Lothbrook, who insists on taking boasts uh west. It was said to be impossible. He did it, came back, the Earl got pissed off and tried to um kill him, he failed got challenged to single combat and got his ass whooped, naturally. And um, in the first season, this is episode six that I'm talking about, by the way, that he becomes Earl, the hero. So pacing in this show, magnificent. They just go and go and go and they do not stop. And so much happens in the way that you can't stop watching and They're not, so far, pace, flawless. All of the pace, fucking dope. Um, his wife... Lagurtha, I think, would uh, enter a room with Daenerys Stormborn. Daenerys would say, "Bend the knee," and Lagurtha would say, "You bend the knee," and then cut her off at the knees with her fucking axe,
2: bitch. Okay. Lagurtha is like the strongest female character I've ever seen in a show.
0: Immediately she's She's not beholden to a man, technically. he returns from sleeping with another woman, and you know what she she fucking throws everything at him. She throws everything <laughs> at him. she's like
2: she's chucking shit at him. she's
0: Bam. I fucking love Lagurtha. She is the fucking best. I'll probably show Sarah the show later, um but I don't want to wait for her to watch it at the same time, so I might like finish it. And then be like, right. okay, I'm ready for my second run through. Come with me, Sarah, because I don't, I don't want to wait <laughs> to watch it. Right. I, I rarely do that for TV shows where I'm like, I'm watching this, whether or not you want to keep up with me. So, um, that being said, it's the first dramatic uh, uh, written show
2: from the History Channel.
1: So it, it struck me as low rent Game of Thrones. Yes. When I saw it I, when I saw the previews for it and everything I was like okay mm-hmm. so this is supposed to replace Game of Thrones for all the fans right. Of Game of Thrones And
0: that's a fair That's totally like a fair um, Take on it from the get go I think that's a, that's a fair deduction you made um, I think you'd be Pleased to find out when you get there That it's it's own kind of unique And um, just as good if not better Than Game of Thrones in the way that there isn't character bouncing, it's very gritty now, Ragnar and his own is very everything about it 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 is it's still planted in that historical depiction, so despite the fact that you might like a character isn't going to stop them from dying in that episode, despite you like a character that doesn't isn't going to stop them from doing something stupid that they shouldn't be doing because they're telling this with a historical accuracy, and at the same time, they talk about having regular relations. With Norse gods, um, and saying you know they make regular sacrifices, they do all this weird, crazy shit that like on one hand they bring a priest back home with them from the first voyage, and um, offer for for him to join them in a threesome. And I got FOMO for that priest because both the actress that plays Ragnar, Travis Fimmel I think, and then Lagurtha, whose name I don't remember, the actress's name. Are both like look like Norse gods themselves and the priest is like Mm-mm, I'm good <laughs> Ragnar gets up on the couch next to him on an elbow and he's like really look at her
5: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> she's like showing a little bit of leg from from underneath the blanket and they're like come on priest come on like, let's have some fun we just want to have some fun with you <laughs> right. I, I couldn't say no to fucking well, Ragnar I couldn't say no to him alone you know what I mean Little on huh. his shield maiden wife, who would cut off my head if I fucking called her fat. She wouldn't take know. shit. She doesn't take shit. She doesn't. That's what makes all these characters from the get-go just so cool. Second voyage they go on, he takes Lagurtha with. And he's coming up behind her while they're getting ready for a raid. And and he gets he comes up behind her and he's like and he slaps her on the ass and he's like, Stay close. Um, don't stray from the group keep your eyes open and she rolls her eyes and she's like i was about to tell you the same thing <laughs> nice i love it dude you never awesome. see strong female characters like this and i'm like okay so like never before has like a female character immediately been my favorite like that and that's really a cool thing about vikings my mom who's watched a lot more of it i told her i started it and she said just wait she was like <laughs> just if you think Lagirtha is a badass now just wait Oh shit! Nine. Okay, I'm down. Sign me up. Um, I started picking and choosing. Um, before we move on to video games, we're almost there. I started picking and choosing some episodes, and so uh, I played season two, episode nine, episode of Rick and Morty for Sarah. Which okay, is the Purge episode. Yes. Purge Planet. The Purging, hoping that she was going to lose it the exact same place I did, which is. Of course when morty pushes the patronly owner down the stairs of the lighthouse after hearing his screenplay not taking any feedback and it's so so funny he hears this derivative terrible screenplay morty's like yeah it was good that's fine he's like no lay into me he's like i can take the criticism and morty's like I don't like that you started with three weeks earlier. And the guy's like, that's disrespectful. Get out of my house. (laughs) Immediately. And it's this thing of like, oh my God, they go up the stairs. Morty pushes him down the stairs and comes the classic line, which I might actually get tattooed on me. Should we go back to three weeks earlier when you were alive? (laughs) (laughs) Had to pause it because Sarah lost her shit. (laughs) Nice. It was a victory. Super victory. Most victory.
5: Yeah. Nice.
1: Did you play any oh, video geez. games, Rich? Did I play any video game? I Lego, sure did. Lego Nintendo doesn't count. I sure did. What did you play? I have been playing the shit out of Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, good. Good.
0: Is it, is it everything and more?
1: Oh, my God. It is <laughs> spectacular. This game is everything that i like about borderlands mixed with everything i like about breath of the wild Mm -hmm. shoved all together into a post-apocalyptic dystopia that i just can't seem to stay away from yes it's it's very well done all across the board i am not near as far as i should be because i am hunting down every little thing that is a side quest like the main quest is the last thing i'm taking Mm -hmm. care of i am taking care of everything else beforehand
0: well rich i'm sure this comes as a great surprise to you to to hear to me that that comes as no surprise to me that you're doing it and playing the game like this i i how i play them (laughs) Yeah. And well, I mean, not only just open world games, but like I have said before and I will say again that Horizon is overrated because it is a hodgepodge of many games that were put together. That being said, I play way too many games. If I had not played the games that are the combination of game mechanics of what you're playing right now, this game would be equally as impressive to me. And so for me, it was a little hard for me to get through, and I didn't do side missions because I was like, this is a little grindy. I'm going to go through it. But being that you haven't played Far Cry, you've barely played Assassin's Creed um, and Tomb Raider, uh, I'm, I can only assume this game is a magical, wonderful thing for you to be playing.
1: Now, in fairness, I have smashed the absolute shit out of five Assassin's Creed games.
0: So you see the stealth mechanics at least.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but that's it's, it. It's very, very reminiscent of Far Cry Assassin's
2: too. Food.
1: Far Cry as well. So I haven't played any Far Far Cry. Yes. So I. You don't need may to. to Maybe get around to it. I doubt it.
0: This game has the magic of Far Cry, um, while being third person. All of the Far Cry games are first person, and I can almost guarantee you because they have vehicles, will give you motion
1: sickness. Okay.
0: And the vehicles yeah. are first person as well, so
1: <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I trained myself out of the sickness for Borderlands 2. Yes, just by sheer will, basically taking my grinding sessions up a little bit at a time until it didn't I knew you had it in before. you. I got there completely reverted when oh, I went no. to the <laughs> When I started okay. playing it on the Switch, it just, it, all, it was like, I can't play it for more than half an hour. Honestly, it, I put yeah. Doom
0: 3 on the Switch and it had some issues with yeah. motion sickness as well. I do not, I, yeah, I don't think the Switch is made for first-person shooters. I just don't. Yeah. Unless just, you put it on the TV.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. But even on the TV, I was having, like, some issue, but because that's a completely different TV than I'm used to playing it on sure i'm used to playing borderlands 2 on the ps4 out in the den of bricks on this right. tv right here in front of me i get comfy i get you know i got my chair that reclines and i just kind of put my feet up and, uh, yes. and play like this you know and mm-hmm. it's all good stuff in the living room no that ain't happening Mm-mm. i'm gonna end up with three dogs on me it's true and that is not conducive to hey you know what Kick back, relax, play a first-person shooter. You know? Yeah. No.
0: I get that. But, you know,
2: a Horizon is, is a lot of what you want. Have you gotten to the second area yet?
1: It's a big, um, big, big,
2: big, big open area.
0: Changes in the way the game so um, I looks got, entirely. I,
1: I got out of Mother's Embrace. Okay. um, I now have Two overrides. Okay, so I can override two different types of machines.
2: That's cool. Okay, there's
0: um, I just don't want to say they're spoilers. Let's just put it this way: um, the game is hands down the best, one of the better looking games. PS5 just does that though. These games look look phenomenal. Between that and Ghost of Tsushima, which I've been playing, um, these games look really really good yeah like desperately good and i will say like horizon zero dawn definitely had had a moment there's a big um there's a big second area that you'll know that it completely changes the terrain um you'll know when you get there else you i'm sure you would have said out loud just now exactly what it is but um you'll get there and you'll probably be breathless because it's okay. not just jungle and forestry. It gets out to a different area that you're like, holy shit. And then you walk a little bit, and then you're like, holy shit, there's
3: more.
1: It's wonderful. Well, there's... I'm, I wouldn't like the game so much if it weren't for all the side mission stuff. Because that's really fleshing out the world. Like, as I'm going around, I'm, I'm finding ruins <sighs> of buildings and major intersections. And I turn on my focus and I'll find ancient vessels, which are just chipped coffee mugs from old corporations. Yeah. I'll find vantage points where the focus will actually give me a view of the building as it stood at the height of civilization. Yes. And then I turn my focus off and it's a ruin that, you know, I turn the focus on football stadium. Yes, I turned the focus off, and it is a giant bowl encampment mm-hmm. that is filled with corrupted machines and crazy fire worshippers or some shit.
2: Uh, do you know what states you're in yet
1: um, I did because it showed I want to say it's like west coast. It's not because i I thought it said something about San Francisco nope.
0: And the the okay. new game called Forbidden West is in San Francisco. Oh, okay. That got announced at the PS5 conference. Um, I mean, I can tell you right
1: now, but... Um, no, I'm looking forward to figuring it out. Okay. Because there was something... I did know, but I'm blanking on it now. Mm-hmm. Because there was something where I hit the Vantage and it came up and I was like, oh, shit. Yes. That's where this is.
0: Was it a was it a a concert hall of any kind?
1: I believe so. I can't remember No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, shit,
0: it's okay. No, I had the same. I had the same feeling where I saw the thing, and I walked around and I'm like, oh my god, this is it! Like this is yeah. wow. What? No, that was cool for me too. I actually just remembered like the one that sticks out in my head. Um, that was like, oh, that's like really 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 cool so that's definitely one of the cooler aspects of the game there's a rumor that the second one's going to be co-op
1: Ooh.
2: which would be fun to do together with well, friends
1: the really really fascinating thing to me about this game and the lore that it is building and everything is that I found a data point and I every time I find a data point I'm going through and reading it and there's one that talks about an amendment to the constitution it's like the 35 or 38th amendment to the constitution, mm-hmm. which we're not up there yet. No. But it allowed for corporations to be treated as a person in r- relation to political office. So like Microsoft could run for president.
2: Terrifying. Yeah. And I
1: was just like, oh shit. And then they were talking about different corporations running against each other. To hold political office.
0: Yeah, because we would ever vote for that. But right. this is fiction. This is fiction. This is fiction. Yeah, it's
1: all fiction. But it's just seeing that, I was just like, oh shit, they're playing with some ideas here that are really <laughs> not too far from reality and kind of like intriguing yet fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just really, really, really cool to see. Yes. I'm enjoying the game.
2: Good. What else you play?
1: Um, That's pretty much been it. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I still dip into Borderlands pre-sequel or Borderlands 2 on the Switch every now and then. I'm getting myself up to it because I've finally got my first character up Krieg on the Switch. I got him up to true Vault Hunter mode. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to get him a shotgun that can fire swords. Yes, you must. Because once... Once I get a Psycho with a shotgun that can shoot swords, explosive swords at that, I feel like I've hit the pinnacle of what that game can do. But we'll see. You're not see.
2: wrong. You're not wrong. We should play the pre-sequel together. We should make that a thing.
0: Because I haven't beat the pre-sequel. Gage hasn't beat the pre-sequel. I don't think Joe's beat the pre-sequel either. And I
1: haven't. What if we pre sequel? together? Different, I've got two different characters in the pre-sequel that are reasonably there. As do I. So... As do Wilhelm him. and the Lawbringer. Oh, the there old. you go.
0: There you go. No, that's definitely that's definitely there. We should do that. Yeah, we should. Okay. <clears throat> I played um, some Destiny 2, and I have played some Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, let me tell you a little something, okay? And I know this sounds backwards. The Last of Us Part 2 has ruined video games for me. Okay.
2: Because The Last of Us 2 plays like something that should be middle-gen PS5.
0: Okay. In terms of the way it looks, especially um, the gameplay being so fun and detailed, and yeah. the way that um, the story breaks so many molds. So, as soon as I started Ghost of Tsushima, the... Uh, uh, the character animations look like shitty Disneyland animatronics. Shitty old 80s movie animation. And keep in mind, Ghost of Tsushima is like way up there on everyone's charts, but critics' scale uh, they, they they grade on a scale of 1 to 10 right? to keep it simple. So it would be a little ridiculous if critics took Last of Us Part 2 and put them at a 14 out of 10, or a 12 out of 10. Or a sixteen right. out of ten, right? Um, which sucks because you take this game, The Last of Us Part Two, has been put on a ten on a ten, a ten out of ten scale on basically across the board flawlessly, and then you move on to Ghost of Tsushima, which is a nine out of ten, and d- the game itself looks good. Um, I don't, I don't want to play it, and I don't. It's not because it's a bad game. It's because I feel like I went from playing a PS5 game to playing a PS2 game. Okay. And
2: I know there are uh best friend composer of the the
0: the show's uh, jingles gauge DeSoto and I actually we did a recap um and we we did an episode um a catch-up of The Last of Us Part 2 um to talk about because there's a lot to talk about in that game. But um so I played Ghost of Tsushima, I don't want to finish it. I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed uh Valhalla, and that's about it, but I'm getting really burnt out on these open world games, and not because I played The Last of Us Part 2. The Last of Us Part 2 is very linear. It has one small open area in the beginning of the game. And very small. And the rest of the game is very linear. But as far as open world games are concerned, I feel like the the gameplay itself is so repetitive that, like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to beat it, and that's going to be another game that gets added to my open world list. Right. That just does not float my boat. Now, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, on the other hand... um. I haven't touched an Assassin's Creed game since Syndicate, and I didn't touch Syndicate for a long time um, since Black Flag. So these open-world games, I think it kind of speaks volumes that I'm only going back to an Assassin's Creed a long jump after. So um, the last Assassin's Creed, at least. I haven't played the last two. So I think these games are getting to a point. Me as a gamer, these games have to get to a point where they like really appeal to me in some way. Um, for me to spend time on them because otherwise, like Ghost of Tsushima, is it good? Yeah, it's good. Do I have complaints about it? Yeah. Do I have more? Um. Do I have more? Um. Um. Nice things to say about it? Yeah. It looks good. The story's good. I'm playing it in Japanese voice mode, which is super cool. Um. Do I get bored after 20 minutes of um, searching for upgrades and doing these open-world fights and just clearing areas for people? Yeah, I get bored real quick. Um, Honestly, I think it's just open-world fatigue more than anything, Um, and that's why I'm, I'm not playing Ghost of Tsushima right now. I'd like to come back to it later, maybe after some more some more updates and stuff and hopefully i have the have the patience for it and i want to play it you know but um honestly i don't think i'm playing any open world game this year other than assassins creed valhalla in the meantime so um i started gears tactics which is rts is not my wheelhouse i don't play a lot of rts but i really like gears and i really like the story and i decided to give it a try and i got through the first act it was the gameplay itself is a lot like Gears of War um because it has a lot of cover mechanics it helps to have your characters take cover um switching weapons depending on what you're doing decimates getting executions rewards you extra points um and i've already fought a boss and the cutscenes look great and the story itself is actually panning out to be something that's like just on par with Gears it's just rts and it's really really cool Um. <clears throat> This might basically put gears in a, a you know um in a format that that you could play it rich without getting sick <laughs> all right yeah i'll just I'll just find a um a clip of a um one of the characters roadie running where they get hunkered down real close to the earth and the camera shakes and they run up to a barrier. We'll see how you last through that
1: uh, I maybe, don't know that
0: I'd even try maybe you could do gears of war I don't know maybe pop in I and out of it. cover. Up and down.
1: I've got a stack of games that I just covered on a episode or two ago, and I played one of them, maybe fifteen yeah. percent of the you've way
2: through. Got, you've got a backlog.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't I
1: need to worry about *Kingdoms of War* even a little bit. No, you don't. Which is fine.
0: Um, I play *Batman: Arkham VR*, which is a little in between quill cool between *Arkham City* and *Arkham Knight*, the third game um kay. that that kind of starts to tease where they're going with the story. Um that game, I believe, got out the gate was being charged between 20 and 40 for it. I really hope they were charging no more than 20 for it because it took about an hour for me to play. Oh, okay. I got it on sale for 5 bucks and it made me a lot happier about how much I spent on the game because it ended pretty quickly. Was it fun? Hell yeah, yeah. No, it was super fun. Was was it an hour long? No, it was like 2 or 3 hours. I beat it in two sessions. Um and it was good and it was fun to do the detective work as Batman. It was the exact same. You had to rewind through a fight and, you know, find out uh, why they killed Nightwing. But they didn't really kill Nightwing um, naturally and figure out what analyzation of where the hits were, when he got his arm broken, when he got his ribs broken, and when he got his neck broken. So just typical Arkham Knight stuff where you're still playing the detective. And it was really
2: yeah. fun. Um, And then I played Trover Saves the Universe. this this is a Justin Roiland game nice
0: this is what they moved on to after making the Rick and Morty VR game which I played and was fun I decided I wanted to try Trover Saves the Universe which starts with a giant eyeless fat goose guy coming up out of the ground stealing your puppies and putting them in his eyes and your poor puppies become his source of power and he begins wrecking the universe uh, and Trover walks in the door and says, "Hey, I was sent to get you. Are you the asshole who, who uh, had his dog stolen?" This is voice of Morty, by the way, which I'm finding out that I'm much better at um, the more I practice. So he busts in the door he's like, hey, are you the asshole lost your dogs and are sending them to do dumb things? And he's like, and you you can nod or you can shake your head. And he's like, whatever, man, they sent me to bring you over to the to the people and the stuff. So let's go. You can complain. You can use me to take you to the portals. And the cool thing about Trover saves the universe is that generally in these games the way vr uh, moving works is that you can portal places um you can have manual moving where you move forward and backward but it makes people sick uh more often than not not me so much because i'm pretty good at that stuff but um motion sickness is pretty common in vr for that reason so they have teleporting which you can just point and a little reticle will appear depending on where you want to shoot it like tossing a stone and that's where you end up right Um, But you play, your character is an alien called a, uh, like a chairstonian or something like that. So you're literally in your chair. That is all you do is sit in the chair. And you know how you move? With your controller. Yeah. Chover says, take one of my eye babies, man. And he pulls it out of, like, one of the little blue babies out of his eyes. And he tosses it into your controller. And he's like, here, you can control me this way. And so you walk over to the portal, and and you can teleport. You send Trover to that teleportation place, and you teleport there, playing as this Cherstonian, basically. So it has made the movement integral to the story, and this is the first time I've seen it in a VR game, nailed. So the gameplay on its own is immediately clever and more intuitive than other games that are made by these huge studios. Not indie studios, mind you, but like these huge AAA studios nice you walk up to another Cherstonian and start beating uh the, the and he says did you d- is it your dogs that that are causing a ruckus did you give him your dogs?" so you do that and you can actually in the headset nod yes or shake no and this asshole old man Cherstonian is like interrogating you and Chover's like screw this man let's beat his ass I have a lightsaber and he whoops out a lightsaber <laughs> and you start beating him up and he's like ow ow and trover's like all right man we he he learned his lesson let's go and you don't have to stop hitting him so i'm just sitting here whooping him and the old man's like oh man if you keep hitting me i'm probably gonna die (laughs) and so i'm hitting him him. and trover's like trover's like damn you're going all in on this aren't you all right well i guess you're fucking dead man (laughs) then you kill him He, he falls out of his chair and trover's like oh shit if the police show up, tell them you pulled a knife. <laughs> a knife. Yes. So you go uh, to the next cool. planet. You go to the next planet. You start searching. You start doing this stuff. You travel around. And so far, it's it's really, really funny. It is a typical Justin Royal and style comedy. It's really funny. If you can't play it, you might be able to watch a video of it, get the story. It's, it's very... Um, it's just funny, the dialogue's funny. It's just typical Rick and Morty style comedy, so it's still very very good i'm It is so much in the style, however of Rick and Morty that I'm just waiting for like I'm waiting to beat the game and then like and then Trover wakes up and it was like Jerry sleeping in his fucking armchair or something. <laughs> that is how much like Rick and Morty it is, but it is very good um for that reason. Excellent. Yes, fun to play. I also tried out Fall Guys. Have you seen any gameplay for Fall Guys yet? I have not. How, do you have PS Plus, PS Online?
1: Um, Do I have to pay for it? Yes. Then no.
0: Okay. It's free on PS Plus right now, so anyone can go get it. It's also like 20 bucks on Steam. This game is if you could play as a minion in Wipeout
2: or MXC. Mxc. Okay. Where each server in round is um, basically
0: an elimination of 60 little people with terrible physics. They could barely jump, they can barely dive, and you have to survive minigames to make it to the end. And basically, it's like a battle royale style. Um it's frustrating. I don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> it is all of the rage right now, okay. So nice. As opposed to where we're going to get on to when Daniel met Rich and talk about WAP. On this one, we have to talk about Fall Guys or else we're not culturally rele- relevant because this game is exploding. The Twitter is hilarious, though. Um, if you were okay. to follow the, the, the Twitter and everyone's making making um, things about it. But it's a lot of simple fun. It's very frustrating. There's a minigame called The Seesaw that is that is all the talk and all the rage in the way that it is a fucking bitch to play. And the fallout guys twitter not fallout guys the fall guys uploaded um a um a thing um to twitter which was an art the default costume that they'll let you put on your guy is a wolf which is like a wolf head and um they put it up three guy three wolf head guys um m- m- silhouette style on the moon like one of those dorky t-shirts that you can get at a gift shop and said wolf guy one does not know how the seesaw works
2: wolf guy two also doesn't know how the seesaw works wolf guy three does not and will not ever know how the seesaw works (laughs) Nice. It is the one game I can't beat.
0: It is the one game I cannot play, and I started getting it a little bit too much, and I was like, I'm just frustrated. I'm leaving. This is annoying. Rage quit? I rage quit it. This is the first game I've rage quit in a long time. That's a lie. I'm talking about uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima was really hard at the beginning, but I digress. There's a couple of things we have to talk about before we end the episode, news-wise. Okay. Okay, that are, like, really big deals. Okay. Kay. And I'll go in order of uh, least important to more important. Okay. The Avatar Last Airbender live action adaption on Netflix has lost its executive producers and original show creators. Yeah. How does it, what kind of hope does that give you for the show on Netflix?
1: My hope for the show has not changed. I did not have much hope for a live action. Airbender show. Yeah. I don't have a lot of hope for live action anime shows. Period. True.
0: This did we did learn this when we watched the Full Metal Alchemist movie.
1: Yeah, it's like why would you make a show that was animated? I'm mean, kind of for a reason.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there it's putting out some ideas and some visuals and everything that are going to be really, really, really fucking expensive. Sure. To bring to life. Why would you do that to yourself?
2: Fair enough. That's a that's a so, that's a fair fair
0: thing. Sometimes they should just leave it be. Yeah, yeah. For me, Ooh. sorry, were you finished? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, just for me, I didn't think it was. <clears throat> I I'm lowering my expectations of everything, um, from, from since the last Jedi. I just – I i lower my expectations of everything because in my mind, the, the, the sequel Star Wars trilogy is something that they could not mess up. I did not think they could mess it up. And for me at least, they did. They really did. Um, are they getting back, back on the right track? Sure, but they had to make mistakes first. And Netflix um, – I have a little bit more confidence in Netflix making something good, but for me um, – doing things like taking away the original minds behind the show, um, that tells me that it might lose the spirit of Avatar in the same way that the movie did. And so it's 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 definitely more of a gamble than it was before as to whether or not this is going to be good. Um, much, much, much less chance. There's at least, there's solidly less chance it's going to be good just purely because we aren't sure how it's going to nail the tone of the show to the point that does it have to be the exact same thing? No, there's a reason it's called a remake, you know. Are they doing it in live action? Yeah. Can it be darker totally. But if I get another pouty sad boy ang again, I'm just going to be like why did you guys make the shitty movie into a 10 episode series? Right. Why are we here again? Don't you guys don't you guys realize we're looking for justice here not bullshit? fucking cash grabs but whatever i digress they're getting our netflix money anyway so let's hope they're smart enough to do these things the way they need to right
3: right
0: otherwise it's just wasted money on their part i can't get rid of the office i can't sorry netflix i meant (laughs) yeah um mulan is gonna release in september on disney plus for an additional 30 dollars
5: Are you going to pay that money, Rich?
1: Nope. Nope. Okay. Might have if there was going to be a Mushu. Okay. I might have if there was going to be that ancestral spiritual element. Mm hmm. But no. Okay. Because, all right, you take Mulan, you lose Mushu, you lose the, then you just have musical Japanese history.
2: Well, what That's if it. there's no music, though?
1: Well, then you just have Japanese history. Okay. And inaccurate at that. Okay. It's like, why?
0: I felt the same way. I felt the exact same way. Mulan was on the precipice of releasing before the pandemic hit. hmm Right? And And yep. um, did you see any of the Twitter reactions? Before, I did not. before the actual reviews were able to release and the movie was postponed um a lot of people got to see the movie and a lot of reviews and a lot of critics um got to go in and say what they thought on twitter um granted you should always take what a critic says you know with a grain of salt um the the reaction to Mulan was overwhelmingly positive okay i didn't see it coming either but um, I can't say that I would have paid to see the movie without seeing these Twitter reactions either. I can tell you I'm definitely paying 30 bucks to see it on, on Disney+, Plus, which I'm fine with for two reasons. Um, the first of which, while we're on the subject of whether or not the movie is good, the critics say that um, across the board what all of these say is that the movie is its own, not in the way that it's – basically a shot-for-shot remake such as the lion king which honestly there was no way to do that but um with lesser decisions lesser good decision making but they say that like it owns itself in a way that um it doesn't matter that it's not a musical it doesn't matter that there's no mushu because the elements that make it its own movie the action the set pieces the characters um apparently the there's sexual tension between the the um Guy and Mulan that girls were literally what these tweets say is that these girls were literally dripping that the sexual tension is so much in this movie <laughs> and that the, there's a bad boy in this that is a bad boy okay <laughs> and people are like do it do
1: <laughs> do that's exactly what i'm looking for in a disney movie i know right <laughs>
0: But these, the the Twitter reaction said that the action is insane, the choreography is insane, the production design is insane, the the acting is so good, and that it's honestly what I mean. Okay, um, from Angie J Han on Twitter, she says also surprisingly sexy for a Disney movie. Case in point, the very loud "Oh my
2: God" that was uttered in the theater when Yosan An took his shirt off. Okay. so there's a reason they do these twitter reactions first which is to say look guys we
0: promise this is more of a peach dragon and a lot less of a beauty and the beast yeah a lot less of an aladdin so for that for me is the first reason that i'll i'll pay 30 bucks to see it i totally will um and it sounds like it's its own thing in the right way um the second reason I'm willing to pay 30 bucks to see it at home is because it is uh, me voting with my
2: money. I would pay yeah. 100 bucks to watch A Quiet Place 2 at home with no, no... Granted, I
0: have a nightmare story as it relates to seeing A Quiet Place in theaters. I really right. do. Which yeah. is the penultimate scene, probably the saddest thing that happens in the movie, the biggest moment in the movie... Which is the main character sacrifice of himself for his kids. And this yeah. lady comes and sits down with me with a bag full of popcorn and a soda, slurping and crunching. And, yep. and I just, I was so mad. For that reason, I would pay $100 to see A Quiet Place too at home. I would. I love that I was able to pay money to see Scoob at home. I'm glad that I was able to pay the money to see Trolls at home because I didn't have to pay pay attention or put up with children in the theater crying and screaming and, you know, asking where Elsa is during these movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to give Disney all of my money day one. If that means if they see a profit, I don't care if the, the theaters go out of business. Do I love the theater experience? Yes, I do. Have other viewers – that don't realize theater etiquette taking that experience away from me? Yes, every other movie I go to see is ruined from someone who talks and yaks and slurps and laughs and does not
2: silence their phone when they text. The first half of Doctor Sleep in the theater, motherfucker. Ding!
5: Ding! Yeah. Ding! I had to stand
0: up and look at him and ask him if he was serious. Yeah. I can't anymore Um, with theaters. And honestly, do I miss movies? Yeah. But the more I think about going back to a movie to see it, the more I'm like, you know what? Like, I've cherished my experiences watching these at home. I'll pay to see Mulan twice if it's that good. I doubt it. You probably get a 24-hour rental. I digress. I
1: digress, Rich. Yeah. How do you you feel now knowing? Okay. The the experiences that you've had at the theater and the spirit experiences that I've had at the theater are similar yet different. The experiences that you've had watching or paying for movies at home and the experiences I've had wildly different. I see. I paid to watch. You should have left at home. Mm-hmm. That's a Bloomhouse movie. Kevin Bacon. It was, it was fine. Is adequately creepy and everything. 25 minutes into the movie, the power goes out. <laughs> so, what happens when your power goes out is that your wireless modem resets. And sometimes that means that you don't get the connection speed that you had when you were starting to watch the movie. Oh, no. That also means you might not have adequate connection speed all the way through the movie. So the quality might suddenly dip because your Wi-Fi just kind of went, I lost power. I don't know what the fuck to do. Hold my hand. True. This is a valid argument. So do I miss the theaters? Absolutely. Would I be very upset if they shut down? Fucking absolutely. I love my theater experience. I love being able to go get the big tub of popcorn and the, Big drink and then just sit there and see trailers for movies that are coming. The
2: smell of the theater, the,
0: the nostalgia of being there, that new, did you ever, did you get to go to the new Alamo draft house before the close down? in Westminster. Oh, so nice, dude. I haven't, that vintage feeling I have not had since I was a kid going to the dollar cinema,
2: the discount cinema. Oh,
1: so nice. I, I love that. I the love that whole on the carpet
2: shit. yep <laughs> all of it uh, no
1: I, you know your shoes might stick because they didn't exactly clean up that kid that dumped his soda yeah 20 minutes ago yeah. so you might get the sticky floor and you really 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 don't want to drop any fucking thing because it's gone forever yeah yeah I enjoy my the entirety of the movie experience.
0: Well, you know what one can hope is that with the return of the theaters, they will also crack down security wise on people who ruin the experience because movie theaters. I mean, they are going to know Um, they already know after this pandemic that these production companies, they can make money off of their movies without theaters real easy because yeah. troll trolls made four times as much as the first one did in one week than it did in a month in theaters so is the experience there yeah do we love the experience yeah I guess the money's gonna kind of dictate that you know more than anything but um for for that reason you know I hope you can come back to me from you know seeing Mulan in the theater and go well look um the security was was a lot better they didn't let anyone do anything people who were texting got escorted immediately that's even better or i can just go see my movies at alamo because they cracked down at the alamo too like
1: that yeah. so well yeah. the There's fun that. thing about movie theaters opening back up while COVID is still a concern mm-hmm. social distancing
3: Let's you're not gonna have the
1: any motherfucker near you any theater You think about it, they're not going to be able to sell the seats (laughs) right next to you, right in front of you, right behind you, because that's within a six-foot radius. Yeah. So you're going to have a six-foot, at least six-foot bubble Mm -hmm. around you when you go to a theater. Yes. So you won't have that lady that decided to sit directly in front of you and just, (laughs) you know, chomping in, you know, looking on Facebook <laughs> In a movie what her she did not about pay for <laughs> Right You're not going to have any of that shit Directly in front of you It's going to be at least six feet away Yeah, And that would make it a lot less distracting It's true definitely. Rich so.
0: I sent you a picture the other day I told you you had to be sitting down for this one It was the announcement
2: of the new Rocksteady game
1: Yeah, let me pull that back up here.
2: Yeah. For those of you who haven't seen the picture yet, it is a picture of Superman
0: slowly turning (laughs) from behind, and he has a crosshair
2: on his face that says, Suicide Squad. Suicide Kills the Justice League
0: is the title of the next game coming from Rocksteady, the makers of the Batman Arkham trilogy, which are arguably the best video. I mean, not arguably it just sucks because Spider-Man came out. And now there's that, you know, conversation to be had, but Batman did it first. So Batman Arkham is the best comic book character video games in existence right now. Period. Yeah. The, the next one is called Suicide Squad Kills Justice League. Rich as the resident DC fan tell me what you think of this uh, news
1: when i saw that picture i'll be honest with you the the game franchise that came to mind was not arkham the game franchise that came to mind was grand theft auto ooh now if i could be deadshot running around killing targets stealing cars getting sucked off by prostitutes for bonus health and then running them over to get the money back. If I hit four stars and all of a sudden Wonder Woman's after me, it, it would be very, very difficult to contain the erection that would form when playing that <laughs> fucking game. My God, that would be spectacular. Yeah. So if they did an open world metropolis type game where you have to be the villain, you have to go and figure out a plan to actually take down a justice league member and go through all of that. Oh, I would be a happy, happy boy.
2: Right.
0: That's what it seems like this game is. it. It's really weird. And it sounds like it took them a long time to get started on this game, probably because like they needed the right formula. They couldn't, you know, there was this, there were lots and lots and lots of, um, rumors of are they working on Cordova owls or are they working on the rumor was they wanted to try superman next but how do you do a superman game and you know maybe they stopped asking themselves you know what's a good superman game and like what's a good dc game where yeah. can we go from here that you know like fuck expectations people like we don't have to go to superman because people say superman would be nice next when we have superman they don't have to do that instead they have to go what would make a really good game and The fact that they're announcing the game Suicide Kills the Justice League tells me that they went into a meeting room, a writing room for weeks on end, maybe even months, and said, What game are we going to make that is going to be better than the Arkham series? Because this already from afar, we don't know a fucking thing about this game outside of that picture in the title. And it is clear they know what they're doing because this looks like something that I didn't know I wanted and I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Badly. I didn't think I would be excited for this the way I was, because, like, Arkham City got announced. I was, like, I was super excited. Arkham Knight got excited, or announced. I was super excited. And then I was like, well, that's it. You know what I mean? If they announce a Superman game, I think I'll be like, eh, because I'm not in love with Superman the way I was with Batman. If they said Justice League, I'd be like, eh, okay, cool. Plain Jane. But now, instead, they said Suicide Squad, and I'm like, fuck, do I have to kill Superman? Shit!
1: (laughs) There is no good way to do a superman game we just isn't we've talked about this at length i mean unless you trade in a health bar for lives saved like the enemies could do damage to you by killing civilians or whatever and you didn't prevent it that's pretty much the only way to harm superman that are magic yes and if you're making a game about magic then fuck it you just made diablo anyway yeah so i mean I like the idea of Superman exists. You have to figure out how to take him down. Yes. I think this is the proper direction to go. If you're going to make a DC-based game, go with a villain. Mm -hmm. And they have to take down the Justice League. Especially (laughs) if when you beat the game, the Justice League is laid waste before you, but you're still arrested. You know, you're still locked up in Arkham. That's the best outcome you could hope for in the game. Yes. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm on board. Same.
0: I think that, um, you know, it's also especially smart of them because you get to look at it from the perspective of like being that villain in that way that they looked at it and said, one of the biggest conversations you have about Batman constantly is what is you know what is the specialty of the batman story and you know what is the excitement of his cast of characters and it's not robin it's not nightwing it's not catwoman partially catwoman because she's kind of a villain it's the villains that make the batman yeah. story so interesting every time to the point that you're like i like the villains more than i like robin as a character or nightwing as a character and now we have an opportunity to play as you know some of those characters it's like oof yes please hard yes please what i'm looking forward to is you know this game is you know these games are very good at their their cinematic aspects and um i think it's gonna have to be you know um in the way it sounds it's gonna sounds like it's gonna be kind of a god of war style story where they're trying to you know like take take down these justice league you know members one by one um i do wonder how they would incorporate batman ultimately into the story as to whether or not they take him down in the beginning and um, the Justice League's like, oh shit, we got to go to Gotham and, you know, back Bruce up. Or if they slowly start taking out members of the Justice League and then Batman showing up at some point in the game, maybe before killing like a death blow to Superman and, and you know, lightning, you, like you can't deal the blow because a battering hits your hand and lightning strikes and Batman sitting up there for the first time in your 20 hour game. Like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm excited for the incorporation of the way they're doing this. So, um I should really I w- what I day would
1: absolutely is it? love. I would absolutely love if it was a Grand Theft Auto style where you are doing your crimes and everything and then all of a sudden <laughs> Batman comes up and you haven't created enough criminal networking. So you can't just signal to the Joker or to Catwoman or something to (laughs) break something on the other side of the city to call Batman away from you
0: Uh, I've got one what if the Suicide Squad is actively trying to assess some kind of like ungodly power to bring the Joker back to life and there you go and and Batman's like, we can't let them do this. <laughs> this is bad, bad, yeah. bad. <laughs> Have you heard of the uh, DC fandom? No. On Saturday, they're throwing an online Comic-Con ceremony, essentially,
1: for um,
0: DC. It is called the DC fandom. And the schedule revealed they're going to talk about World War, uh, World War, Wonder Woman 84, The Flash Movie, The Suicide Squad, The Snyder Cut of Justice League, Black Adam, Shazam 2, The Batman, and at the very end, The Suicide Squad, Rock Steady Reveal.
2: This is all happening on the 22nd next week. We're basically getting a stay-at-home convention of DC. Yeah. That is crazy. 1030 a.m. Pacific time. I'll to check it out. I'm okay with it. This uh,
0: this Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League look like looks like it's it's gonna be everything it was supposed to be, which is snazzy, nice, real snazzy. Well, you know what? I think that's enough for an episode. What do you think? I think so. Well that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us for Excitement Inc., the first normally length the norm, first normal length episode we've had since we came back. Gosh, we've been so excited to do things. But we're back to business. We're here and we're doing it the right way. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. Thanks for joining us. Now go go and uh go and go and watch When Daniel Met Rich. Did I say When Daniel Met Rich earlier or did I say Excitement Inc.?
1: Said so when Daniel met Rich earlier. Did I?
0: Okay. Well I guess so. what? That just means okay. we are just back to format for, like, perfectly again.
1: Bring it up back! It wouldn't, it, it
0: wouldn't be back to normal if I didn't say the wrong thing. Nothing. Clearly. Okay? True. All right. All, jo- right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Go watch Excitement, Inc.